The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Hello, sir. How are you doing today? I'm good. A little overwhelmed, lots going on, but uh, having lots of fun, especially with the kids. Oh, I've been seeing you been going nuts on Facebook, posting pictures of your little girl. She's, oh. she's cute. Oh, she's so adorable. It's killing me. The, the boy, <laughs> boy's going to get jealous. You better start spreading them out evenly. Oh, I am trying. I'm trying. I mean, he's adorable, too, and he's a lot of fun. But, yeah, it's – I mean, he was absolutely swarmed when he was the age she is right now. She's 11 months. Oh, she's just – I just go to goo. She's so cute. <laughs> I don't, well, don't goo all over your microphone. And let's yeah, yeah. Let's this show. <laughs> um, so let's uh, jump into a couple of things here. So one thing you were mentioning that uh, it's pretty cool, eh? The, the Gmail and Google research results? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's cool yet, but it's kind of interesting. Why do you think well, it's cool? I think it's, I, I think it's cool because uh, I often want to see whether or not something I'm searching for happens to be in my email. Because, I mean, you know, now to be certain, many people don't have that much email. But, you know, when we're talking about us, oh, my God, I've got gobs of it. I've got years of it. And if I find something that's related to what I'm searching for, that could be quite fascinating because I might know someone who's who has more insight into it. I, I think it's it's a really really good service. Uh, it reminds me a bit of doing desktop search. It's almost like their answer to it. Yeah, I, I do I do think that the search capabilities within Gmail have always been very useful. Um, I'm just not sure if I want to see that in my normal search results. I might. I just haven't I haven't tried it yet. So yeah. I do I do yeah. use the search in G- Gmail quite a bit, and that is pretty pretty valuable. I just don't know if I want to see it all the time if I'm not thinking about my Gmail. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree that, that there's definitely uh, some testing to be done. But in 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 the essence of it all, I, I think it's great. But again, you know, everyone knows how much a big fan I am of the uh, of desktop Google Desktop, which I miss mm-hmm. terribly. Well, yeah. I don't miss. It. I've, I've still got it, and I installed it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, assu- I'm assuming that it only shows up in my from my Gmail in my search results. So I have to be logged in. Yeah, then, of course. So there, I would never see. So if you and I had a conversation, yeah. See, that, that's why it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It's like I don't necessarily want to be searching my Gmail unless I'm in my Gmail. I don't know. I mean, I'm still I'm on the fence. I'm definitely on the mm-hmm. fence. Well, it definitely should be something you can disable or enable. I mean, that's without a question. And, and if they don't do that, they're going to get some serious flack. <laughs> um, yeah. it, was, I think it was, I saw an article by, I think it was Dave Davies. Um, he's on the Web Ecology Show. If you guys don't listen to that, it's a good show with Jim Hedger and Dave. But he wrote an article about how it was really just, you know, being conceited in your own search results, thinking that, that you know, you're searching for something on the Internet, but most likely you already know it and you already have the information. It's kind of a fun read. 
I, I think he's being a little tongue in cheek, but it's interesting. Dave, <laughs> tongue in cheek. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, he's good at that. He's very good at that. So I'm glad to, I'll have to check that out. Um, maybe we should post that to our uh, our feed there on Facebook. Uh, now, what else is going on here? We've got a lot of questions we're going to answer, but I wanted to make sure we didn't miss anything interesting in the news. Uh, there's, a, there's some interesting stuff. I guess there's been doing some more work to, to analytics and Webmaster Tools, just adding some features if you're into that. Uh, uh, they, they keep doing that every week. There's new stuff coming out. I really think that something's happening with analytics and Webmaster Tools. Both those products have been having a lot of innovation, a lot of new features. Something big is happening there, and I don't know what it is because they're really growing fast, and that's usually a symbol of, or a signal from Google that something's happening in that space. God, I wonder if they're going to make something that's pro that you have to pay for. Well, they already have that. I mean, at least at least for the well, uh, analytics side. Yeah, but that's that's unattainable for most well any small business. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> it's it, enterprise but it's, only. But it's it's it, I think the the entry level is like 150k, which is is a lot, especially for small business. <laughs> but think 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 about this though: if you have a website that's doing more than fifty thousand unique visitors a month, and a lot of small businesses can get to that point, right? If you're if you're if your business is if you're getting 150 thousand uniques a month, after that point, Google starts sampling the data. You're not getting real accurate data within your analytics. So the free version, after 150,000 or 50,000 unique visitors, visitors a month, you're only getting sampled data. Mm-hmm. So That's true. if you really, really rely on your analytics, it's critical to your mission. You might consider, you know, the investment. I actually found it extremely frustrating. I was doing a, a, an analysis of a client's um, analytics report or analytics uh, account, and he didn't have that much traffic. In fact, he was well under the threshold that Google. Well, well under is an understatement. He is not even remotely close to the threshold Google says where they have to do sampling. But he was there. He was all of his reports were being sampled. It's driving well, me insane. Well, there's another there's another factor that that kicks in sampling. If you have, I think it's more than two thousand pages on your site that are being tracked by analytics, it also kicks in sampling. Mm. So so if you have tons and tons of pages on your site, you're also going to get sampled data from analytics. Uh, that's when I missed then. That's probably what it was because it's an e-commerce site. Yep, that's it's probably big. exactly what it was. But it's new, so I was like, what the fuck? I was losing it. <laughs> <laughs> I did See? notice, if I came back like a day later, things weren't sampling anymore. So that was you, something. You, you, you forgot to use your most important analytic tool, my phone mm. number. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll put it on speed dial and I'll make sure I'll call you when I'm working at <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> and make sure you leave a message. Yes. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. Well, you know what? We've got a lot of questions. So um, uh, actually, you know, it's a perfect time. Let's just take a quick break. And when we get back, we can get right into the questions and stay on them for a bit. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? 
Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on Webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Kirkut, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc., and creator of SocialMediaTips.com. <laughs> got to get it in there, I know. Yeah, got to get it in there. <laughs> oh, that's too, so few joys, you know? So how's that going? As long as you're pitching it. Wait, as long as you're pitching it. How's it going? You launched an alpha, right? Getting much. That's alpha. Getting, yeah, we're, we've, we've, we're, we're getting tips now. Uh, I don't think anyone has gone in uh, who isn't one of our featured authors or official authors and added tips, but you can now. Um, few, a bit of the process needs to be streamlined, but it's, it's there, and you can definitely do that. So anyone who has any tips, go for it. Go nuts. Right. Great. Enough but yeah, plug. that's enough. So. Enough plug. Yeah, I feel better <laughs> about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> So Richard Burkhart, one of our uh, longtime fans and listeners, uh, says, Hey guys, one of the terms we in the industry throw around a lot is citations. And seeing as this is SEO 101, you may want to explain to the beginners exactly what those are. I'm sure many novice listeners have no idea what they are and what they are and why they're so important. Good point. Yeah, I know we throw it around a lot. Uh, at least we did over the last couple episodes. So how would you start in explaining what a citation is? Um, I usually use the term citation in reference to local search primarily. And to me, a citation is an instance of your NAP, which is the name, address, and phone number of your business, out there on the Internet somewhere. So, so a citation to local search is what links are to organic search. Citations give strength and structure and authority to a business listing in local search where our links do the same similar things for organic search and pages on your site. So a citation is an instance of your name, address, and phone number. It does not have to contain a link, by the way. It just has to be those three pieces together um, somewhere out there published on the, on the Internet. 
Oh, I just got a question for you then, because one thing I've always wondered is um, if there's only your name and address, or just an address and a, or just say just name and phone number. As far as I know, that's still a citation. It's, it depends. It's not a very strong citation. Having all three together are much more powerful um, signal to the search engine. If you think about it, if you look at the NAP, there's the three components of the NAP, the name, address, and phone number. The name, you can have businesses with the same name. You have a billion McDonald's and Starbucks all over the place. It's different businesses with the same name. You can have a business that has the same address. So if you're in an office building or in a mall, um, usually the, the main part of your address is going to be the same. The one thing that is almost always, always different is the phone number. So that's the key piece of the NAP is the phone number. So if but it's a name th- and phone number, it could still be a citation then? Name and phone number could be, but it's not going to be as strong a citation as all three together. So yeah. you know, it, it could be, but but not necessarily. If you can get all three together, it's going to be a much better citation. Well, wouldn't there be an argument to say that, that it's, it's, it's significantly rare to have all three on a page in the, in the normal write-up where someone's mentioning a business? Like I remember when I was doing citation research, of course, this was before the latest rounds. Like, it's, In other words, it significantly improved local search and local algorithms. But at that time... I could find the name of the business being mentioned in the same breadth of a page that was about that municipality or about that area, and it was considered a citation. Right, but 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 let's say let's say you have two businesses; they each have ten citations to make the math easy, and one business has all citations that have name, address, and phone number together. The other has half with all of them and half with partials. Which one's going to be stronger? The one that right. has full full maps and all. So yes, they work as citations, but the more you can get a strong, the stronger your citations, the better off you're going to be. Okay, so you just answered my question then. They are citations; they're just not as strong. Yeah, that's what I said. Definitely. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So that's that's. I just wanted to make that point that you know a citation isn't only the instances of three. It's just a, a matter of quality, and, and it's almost like having a a lesser link going to your site. It doesn't do a lot, but it has some effect. Correct. Or did. <laughs> <laughs> or did. <laughs> now, in terms of finding, um, how, well, you know, discovering locations to get citations from, um, Aaron von Schneider, uh, one of the listeners, was responding to Richard, and he's actually, he was actually wondering how to find them. And he had come back and actually posted something he'd found, which was, says, I've been doing Google searches for company name in brackets, space, Minus site colon, and then the company address again. Um, so in this case, or not address, but company URL. So companysite.com. So if it was step forth, it'd be um, someone doing a search for step forth web marketing minus site colon stepforth.com. So what you're saying is any instances of someone mentioning my company name minus my website. Obviously, you don't want anyone. You don't want to find my website. This, is, this has been giving me some leads on places to put some citations. Any other ways of doing this? Um, good question. I, mean, I think that that's one way of doing it. I remember I used that at the beginning. I don't know how effective that would be now, but it's a, a, a step to finding them. Um, I've seen a lot of people do similar type of search, search queries in Google where you're looking for, instead of looking for a specific business name, look for places that... Um, are asking for people to submit businesses. So you can do the same kind of Google query where you look for very specific terms and quotes um, 
you know, submit business or um, those kind of things will help you place. You look for places that are taking submissions for business names is one way to do it. So you'll find a lot of BS directories out there, but you'll find some good places too. You just have to be able to look at them and evaluate. Say, is this a, is this a site I want to be associated with? Just like you would in link building. Mm-hmm. Now around that, obviously that could be a whole other show, but um, I think we said that too many times. We just have to do that show at one point, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> have we ever made a list? Have we ever made a list of those comments? <laughs> yeah. Bad. We need, we, we need to hire, we need to hire an intern to go listen to all of our shows and just make a list of those when we said that. <laughs> <laughs> or someone can nominate. Whoa. A lot of yelling outside. Sorry about that. Um, I'm, I'm living in a crazy neighborhood. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in any case, when you're trying to di- di- diagnose that, John's right. I mean, if it's something that looks good um, and it feels like something you'd want to be connected with, then it's possibly a good place to be, but it's possibly, only possibly. Because, frankly, if the site's brand new, doesn't have a lot of juice, it could be very low benefit, but it won't hurt you at least in many cases. Yeah. I, I have to always quantify it with many cases or possibly, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, and it's always good as long as we're talking about local search to go reference David Nim's local search ranking factors chart. It, it's very similar to Rand's um, algorithm factors ranking charts, but it's very specific to local search. Um, it's real good. It's on David Nim's website. And we can, I guess we can post the link because I don't have it off the top of my head. Yeah. David Mim, though, his last name is M-I-H-M. If you do a search for David Mim, you'll find it in a heartbeat. It's a very unique name. Yeah. So that's something. Um, the next question is uh, on local SEO. Can we use a Google oh, – this is from Lewis. Uh, I'm sorry, Lewis. I'm not going to go for that name. That's going to really destroy my, my – <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's a good name. Y- y'all, yeah, anyway. Um, can we use Google Voice local numbers for Google Plus places? Is there any disadvantage against landline? Thanks for the great show as always. Thank you. Um, I don't think you can use your Google Voice local number, can you? Um, you might be able to use it, but I wouldn't recommend it. I would say you want to use the phone number. Honestly, the best thing to do is use the phone number that is the registered phone number for your business. So don't use an 800 number. Don't use a call tracking number. Don't use any kind of number that redirects to your number. Use your real phone number for your business. That's going to give you the strongest signal to the search engines as far as the citations go. You know, this one thing that Google really needs to put in place is some way for you to confirm you own a particular phone number and be able to use it for call tracking. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in the near future, meaning two or three years, Google figures out a way to allow for call tracking in a lot of these products that currently call tracking screws them up. Um, they might. I wouldn't be surprised if they came out with their own version of call tracking tied to, to the PPC. So... Mm-hmm. Right. And, well, and yeah, it's definitely a gap. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely a gap. because, And for those who don't know what we're talking about, call tracking is a method that you can put a, a phone number on your website that changes. The number itself will change based on where the person comes in from. So if they come in from like a paid search, it'll have one phone number. And you can actually track your marketing efforts to the phone numbers. So in normal cases, if you don't have this technology, if you do a pay-per-click ad or you do any kind of marketing um, effort and they get to your website and they pick up the phone and call, 
basically now all your data goes into a black hole. You don't know what happens after that point. With call tracking in place, there are mechanisms where you can not only see where the call came from, most of the time you can have the call recorded for quality control. If it ties into back-end systems, you can take it all the way to conversion metrics. So call tracking is a really great way to measure the efficiency of marketing campaigns when they drive to telephone calls. Um, and a lot of people use them at a lot of levels, and currently right now it causes major problems with local search, for, for instance, and there's another, a few other products that causes problems with as well. Yeah, it's uh, – we've been using it for years for a few of our clients because it's really effective. And you can also have it on print literature, anything. It's just make sure you, ha- you work with a service where you can ultimately buy the phone number you use if you end up leaving them. Uh, that's very important. Uh, in most cases, I think any reputable one will allow you to do that because uh, obviously you don't want to go and then ultimately have literature pointing to a dead phone number. Um, exactly. But the beauty of it is is the metrics you get from this is staggering. I mean, and it's so many people just guess where this stuff is coming from. And for reasonable fees, I mean, you're obviously going to have to pay for this. Uh, I think the last time I saw it, which is a couple of years ago for pricing, it was $35 per phone number. And then where they get you is the amount of time you spend on the phone with the person. And, and yeah. you know, it's not cheap per, se- per minute, but, it, you know, it's not deadly, but it's, uh, let's say, $0.10 cents per minute. But that adds up. Yeah, and but they do they do have a lot of things in place where if the call is shorter than five seconds or, or it's a hang up or something like that, you're not charged anything. So they they, they it's they've this this business has been around for a while, so they've really made it friendly for marketers. And Ross is right; it can it can add up though if you get a lot of calls. Yeah. So thanks, Lewis. It's a good question. And uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get onto William Parliament's question. SEO one hundred and one will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, one of our listeners, William Parliament, uh, says, uh, Hey guys, just listen to your most recent podcast on iTunes. He says, what makes a quality site? Uh, that was the one we were talking about. He says, I completely get that link building is quickly becoming an ancient art and inbound marketing will replace it. But how the heck do you scale inbound marketing when you have a ton of clients and you're the only source of content? The problem to me is how do you scale this monster when you're dealing with 35 to 50 SEO clients? Wow, good question. So how do you do it, Ross? <laughs> well, I haven't had to scale it yet, honestly. Uh, a lot of my clients uh, are not, because I do with a lot of small and medium-sized businesses. Some of them are so well entrenched, because I, mean, I, I remember I worked with clients, some of my clients, I've been doing this 16 years almost now, or no, actually, I'm coming into my 16th year. They have um, been with me for over 10 years, and and as a result, we've been able to pretty solidify their rankings pretty well. Newer clients, we definitely get going on content such and such, and frankly, I haven't had to worry about scaling. We do have an outsourced um, content writer who's fabulous. He's an ex-journalist, absolutely awesome, who we guard jealously. And, uh, (laughs) um, you know, we we don't see any lack of really talented writers out there. So I guess when it comes to scaling, that's the only issue we have. It's just finding the right people, and we've got them. Well, to me, it's an interesting question because – it sounds like that you're wanting to move your client and your deliverables from focusing on link building to focusing on content, which to me is the right move. It really is. It's, it's a good strategy and it works. But in my opinion, it almost takes more resources to do link building than it does to do content creation. So yes. how, are you, how are you serving 35 clients now with the link building strategy? Um, Look at look at the resources and how you're doing that. So if you're outsourcing it or if you've built a team to do it in-house, that's what you're going to have to do at least at first with the content side. And, and since you're already doing the link building, it's it's not going to be an instant transition. You're always going to have to do some link building. You know, Just like right now, if, if you focus on link building, you have to do some content creation. But if you switch your focus, you're going to generally transition those teams or those outsources from one to the other. Perfect. Nicely done. Yeah, I, I agree. Link building, it's, it's got huge attrition rates too. I mean, how many employees just die from burnout? I mean, it's just the worst uh, job in the world. <laughs> absolutely. No offense to anybody who's doing it, but we've always called those link monkeys. And link monkeys jump out of their cage all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, 
<laughs> it's so true. Like I, I, I just feel for him. I mean, it's it's some people are yes. really good at it, enjoy doing it, but the fact is, it's not easy work. And uh, not at all. Yeah, if they're, they're definitely going to burn out. Yeah, you got to have a strong constitution to do link building for a long period of time. <laughs> constitution, yes. Uh, so we've just got a couple more minutes left. So I think uh, I, I, you know, at, at this point, we've got uh, a couple more questions left. But I think we're going to have to hold off on them until next week. But uh, thank you for joining us, everyone. I really appreciate uh, all our listeners, and we had some really nice comments on our, our uh, Facebook page this week from people just you know really enjoying the show and getting a lot of benefit from it. So thank you for listening, and and we hope you pass around the word. You know, we love getting more listeners, and it helps out Webmaster Radio and ourselves. So that'd be yeah, great. We- and we love doing a show, so please keep doing questions. Ask us whatever you can think of, and we'll make up answers. We promise. <laughs> yeah, what he said. <laughs> okay. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to contact me, my email address is ross at stepforth.com, and you can reach John Cut, John Carcutt, via Twitter at at John Carcutt. So thanks for joining us today on SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern for our shows. Thank you. Have a great week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Seriously, thanks. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. 